Wagwan, Wagwan, what's happening? Welcome to Jonah One on One Podcast. We are back. I hope everyone had a fantastic Christmas and New Year, and I hope it's a happy and successful one for everyone. We're so excited to be back. To my right, I've got the ever so trustworthy, ever so reliable Shaz Murray, Shane O'Murray, Shane Murray, Darug, Sharon, whatever we want to call him. The legend, the Irish, the Irish legend, Shaz Murray. Welcome back, Shano. Yes, good. It's good to be back. Good to be back. The accent's still there. Apologies if you still can't understand Shane. We're <laughs> really trying our best to slow things down for you guys. Uh, and then today we've got a our third guest, Shano. Yep. Of this the Jonah One on One podcast. This is a big one. It's a huge one. The massive one. <laughs> I'm just taking a sip of my drink before I introduce this lady to my left, special lady to my left. Uh, so yeah, guys, we hope that you had a great Christmas, great New Year, and um, continue to listen to our podcasts. We've had nothing but great feedback, and we're trying to improve them all the time. So spread the love, spread the word. Uh, today, we're going to give you an insight to quite a few things, actually, uh, and I think the, the it'll all be within the caption anyway, Shane, you know, so you yeah. know what you're going to be getting from today's podcast. Without further ado, that comes to our third guest, to my left, Tracy Jones, the a.k.a. my mum. The legend. And my dad's sitting on the sofa over there, doesn't fancy coming in just yet, but we might get, in, <laughs> might get him in, yeah. might squeeze him in a little bit later on. Trace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the John 101 podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm going to call you Trace instead of mum, is that all right? That's fine, yeah. I think, yeah, it is my mum, but I'm going to call her Trace. I hope that doesn't offend anyone, but it just might make the uh, podcast flow a little bit better. Yeah. Um, Trace is on holiday, uh, visiting me at the minute. Trace. La- last day, isn't it? Last, last, last day today, isn't it, Trace? Yeah, unfortunately. It's gone re- the UK. There's a <laughs> the test there. Uh, it's gone really, really quick, but they've been blessed with some unbelievable weather, so... Um, I hope you've had, you've had a good time, Trace. Actually. We've had a fantastic time. Lovely hospitality, as always. Beautiful weather. Fantastic company. Oh, great. Love answer. it. Love it. it. Um, and uh, a lot of people might be thinking, oh, why has he got his mum on the podcast? Well, well, Tracy, uh, how long have you been involved with football? Uh, about 32, 33 years. And that is why we're getting Tracy on the podcast, because she knows the ins and outs of football. She's been involved with it all her life. But uh, we're going to be able to give you guys an insight of what it takes to play football overseas. What do you need? What are the things you need to avoid? What do you need to know? Uh, Tracy will be able to give you an unbelievable insight into that. Um, so we're going to... Pick our brains a little bit on that, Shaz, and see where it takes us. Definitely. Anyway, Shane, you have a good Christmas, New Year, sir? Yeah, it was a really good Christmas. Um, quite chilled out, a lot different than than last year when I went back home. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just a different culture over here. Obviously, Christmas time and stuff, it's very so, very warm and stuff. It's Forty degrees, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so different. But um, no, it was a really good Christmas. Just chilled out. Um, New Year's was had a little bit of a party with my family with some cousins and that from Canberra um, other than that yeah I was back coaching back my, my question to you is Shane go on then how many times have you played golf over oh. the summer 
You are addicted, aren't you? Yeah, I can't stop that. I can't stop. I reckon he's going to be single soon. Laws is going to ditch nah, him. Nah, nah. Lauren's my biggest fan in golf as well, so. No way, you're kidding. Nah, she loves me playing golf. Carolina hates golf, mate, with passion. Does she? Yeah. Why? Because it's a six-hour sport, apparently. Everyone out there that plays golf, probably not no one that's listened to us, but you say it's a six-hour sport, so you can have two hours after golf for a few beers with the lads. <laughs> yeah, true. <yeah. laughs> Love that. No, but it's good, and it's good to be back coaching as well. Yeah, so. we're coaching as well, yeah. It's been really busy with the school of Les being over here as well. And yeah. Lots of sessions every day, so... Yeah, it's, um, it's been a good chance for my mum and dad actually to see the the progress the progress of John on one on one because what was it two years ago Trace that you were here? Yeah, we were here two years ago. Actually, see where it's progressed to now, totally blown us away. Uh, and to hear that people are travelling four hours week in week out to come for a training session is just amazing. Um, and I can't say enough about uh, Jonah one-on-one coaches. We haven't actually mentioned Jules. He's uh, tanning her up in Bali somewhere. Does what he wants that then. Doing what he, wants. Does what he wants. Goes on holiday, doesn't even ask, you know, Lee, can I go on holiday? Unbelievable. Just do what you want, Jules. Oh, you were here, what, two years ago? Yes, yeah, yeah. So what do you think is the biggest difference from two years to now that what you've seen? Great question. Um, the amount of people that you coach, the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes from all the coaches to make sure that a Jonah one-on-one session is delivered to the top quality. Uh, It's unbelievable what what you guys do and you've all got the same passion. It's not about the money, it's about passing on your knowledge and making sure that everyone you coach on a daily, hourly basis goes away happy mm. and enjoyed the session that they've done. Yeah. Mm, that's the main thing for us, really, isn't it? Every year. Um, You've been my PA, you have, Trace. Yeah, I've enjoyed that. We've enjoyed getting up at 5am and coming down to the sessions and helping set up uh, my job has been to set up the warm up and cool down area love that love it uh, and I've enjoyed meeting all the parents and checking everyone in making sure that they they know who they're coaching and it's just been great the yeah. weather has been unbelievable we have had we've had to start at 6am it's been that hot yeah you go past 9am and you, you're not going to get the best out of the players because it's just too hot it's very hard. We've been on coffee runs. Yeah, that's the that's most important, I think. Tears on the coffee it's, runs. But we've said this before. The, wor- the Probably the worst part, or the, the biggest thing we hate about, about this is like, packing up the gear. Yeah. But when you have two people to help you, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, because, plus. Because some days we, we might coach for four hours and then you especially, Lee, you're the worst for it. I don't, by a mile. I don't care. You will sit down and like, like there's not moving you. you know, I, I sit. I, I watching, sit. I'm li- gone, you're, mate. You're on your phone for like an hour, just yeah. looking at your phone. Yeah. Don't don't they are me, Tez. I'm it's knackered, mate. Like, you try coaching in five minutes. Or the, yeah, the worst thing you can do is to sit down. After. People are working around you, be heads on the phone. Yeah. What what <laughs> what am I doing on my phone, though, Shane? I'm I, I'm probably doing a post or I'm editing some drills. No, to be to fair, put on the to story. Be fair, to be fair, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm but, doing work. So, I'm so not just sitting there, you know. Like, 
eating popcorn, mate, just looking at your phone. <laughs> I can't tell you. People have a go at me for being on my phone and all that, but listen, it's part and part of the business. That's what it comes with. I reckon a lot of one-on-one coaches listen to our podcast, and they're the same. You find yourself on your phone a lot. Yeah. Doing stories, you're editing little videos. Well, I am anyway, because I like to post at least twice a day on my journal account. And editing videos doesn't take five minutes. It takes a long, long time. But uh, I think that is a big part of Jonah one-on-one as well because everybody looks forward to mm. a Jonah one-on-one on social media. Mm. Uh, even in the UK, um, everyone says, uh, Terry and I will go shopping or we'll go uptown or we'll go out for dinner. And we're always getting stopped by saying, oh, we love Jonah's... Uh, videos today it was great we love this we love that so they're very very popular all over the world yeah and you and the people that you coach they love to be part of them as well mm. and we've seen some amazing talent uh, this year some amazing talent I wish I was better at names uh, but I'm not very good at names but we've seen some amazing talent uh, and especially the young ladies your coach yeah they are unbelievable women's football is 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 growing by the day in australia isn't it shane yeah players like sam kerr may made a huge impact on young female footballers and they all want to grow up to be a matilda and that's really good to see and we're actually getting so many females through the door now it's great we were lucky enough to see one of the matildas be coached by lee while we're here and what i liked was she took so much time after her session to speak to the other young girls yeah, that were there that, yeah. and what a role model she was. Mm-hmm. Chloe Legazzo, by the way, for anyone that's wondering. Um, and what a role player. model she was. Them young girls aspire to be her. You could see it and nothing was too much trouble for her. She took time out to sit down and chat with the girls, which was nice to see. It was nice. That's see. a yeah. That's a massive thing you've got to have. I think on Saturday we, well, Lee, you spoke about it. Like, you said to all our players, we had a big group on Saturday, and one thing we want to try and do as well at John One One. I think we need to be able to um, make the players and the kids and whoever it is like they have to have a personality and they have to be that like like Lee said we have to have standards and so when they come in the mornings to say good morning to everyone and stuff like that which something like that that will stick with you through your life I know I had to learn that way as well I agree uh, Shane and one of the very very first things when Lee was five his coach at the time uh, a guy called Tony Gelleman that was what he taught all them five year olds to Mm -hmm. do at the beginning and the end of every session was shake the coach and the players' hands, yeah. and that went right the way through Lee's footballing career, uh, more so when he got to the professional clubs. Yeah, uh, and it's part of <coughs> what you're teaching. You're not just teaching them players football. You're teaching them respect. Yeah, massively. I think we're just with Chloe. I've only met Chloe twice now, but one thing that go back to what we were talking about stands out with her she's always kind of has a smile on her face and like you said she 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 was there for the people at the end taking mm-hmm. photos and stuff like that so and and that's not I know for a fact that's not every player is like that and that's yeah. something that will make a player stand out 
especially in, in my eyes when, when they actually take time for the younger players and they take time to, to talk and give advice because that's rare because not a lot of players will do that you see so many players just walk by kids and stuff like that mm. because they think they're well if you think about big it time. she'd had a game the night before mm. so she could have easily have done a training and gone but she didn't she stayed yeah you know and them girls will remember that mm. and they'll aspire to be and hopefully in 10 years time when they become a Matilda they'll pay it back with some other young girls that are being coached as Definitely, well yeah. the Matildas are really good for that Alana Kennedy who helped us out on our yeah she was excellent our elite camp in Sydney was honestly unbelievable at that stayed you know come out of a way to to give a little question and answer to all our players, and I and I know for the females that we coached, that just was unbelievable. It was like you know, meeting a hero in a way. If, if Steve Stevie Gerrard ever did that with me, I'd be like blown away, you know. But the 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 Matildas are really good at that. I know that even after their games, they stay behind and mm. they sign autographs for hours on end. But it's brilliant. I mean, I'm in that glorious fifty plus club. But I remember meeting my hero, Sammy Lee. Sammy Lee. And he was unbelievable, you know. Uh, nothing was too much trouble, no question was too... You know, he would answer whatever you wanted him to answer. He was brilliant, you know. And yeah. you remember that. Definitely. You, you remember that and you think, what a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember when I when I was... I think it was around 10, before we brought that present, I got brought over to my first Leeds game. And... Um, Oh, we were just walking through the street, like going for food with my family, and Lucas Redebi, who was Leeds captain at the time, like passed us on the street, and my dad noticed him. Da, I mean, da meaning. Yeah. Dad or oh, father. And my dad noticed him, and my dad ran over to him and said, "Oh, can we get a photo like that?" And he stood there in the middle of the street with his family, and he's he had a chat to us for like twenty minutes. But again, that's something that as a kid you'll never forget. No, it stays with you. Definitely. Yeah. Let's get into the juicy, juicy part then, Trace. Um, we've got a couple of shout outs at the end and some really important announcements coming up Uh, a massive massive announcement coming this week Shane Mm. uh, on our social media so make sure you follow us at Jonah101FootballTraining but we wanted to actually give you guys an insight if uh, if ever you were if you were a player right now and you were ever thinking of going overseas in particular to the UK um we're going to ask Tracy, you know, what are the requirements for you to do that? Uh, I think the reason why this podcast will be really popular is because 95% of the players that we coach, they all aspire to be professional footballers. Uh, not only that, if you ask the majority of them, they want to play for the biggest teams in the world. Um, and most of the biggest teams in the world are in the UK or Spain or um, you know in Italy so all the young players aspire to be playing at the highest level and obviously it's our job as coaches to give these players answers as to tell them basically it's not easy no, um, it's, 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 it's a long long road and, and, and Tracy's going to give us a rundown of what it's like to go to the UK and, and, and all the procedures that you might need to know before you actually do it, um, which then will probably coincide with one of our major announcements that's coming this year. Uh, so we've wrote a few questions down. Uh, Trace, my first question is, you said you mentioned that you've worked with football for over 30 years. 
what's been your role or your predominant role or um, roles within the within football? My, my predominant role has been setting up social enterprises and football in the community uh, companies <coughs> and working within the Welsh Premier League academy systems. Um, and we've worked with top clubs. Um, I do some work for Liverpool Foundation. Um, I, I was a director of the Jamie Carragher Foundation. I've been child welfare officer for the Welsh FA. So I've worked in Welsh Premier League clubs for over 19 years now. Uh, and I've set up academies where there was 30 children to setting up 500 children within academies, development centres, girls. Uh, I was the first person who set up the North Wales Girls Football League, which is now a thriving girls league uh, played within the North Wales coast. Fantastic. Been busy. Love that. Just a little bit. Um so let's just say we've got a player then that we're working with and um, they are thinking of going overseas for a trial. What, whatever club that is, we don't know. It could be a Premier League, which is the, the, the best of the best, or it could be someone in the Welsh Prem or it could be someone in the English Football Leagues. Um, what, what are the requirements? What do they need to have first and foremost for that to happen? Okay, well... I've currently supported three players from Australia that have come over to the UK. Uh, one made it, two decided that it wasn't for them and they came back. Uh, and we've helped them with all kinds and that's picking them up from the airport to opening bank accounts, registering them with the doctors. Uh, but. To start with, I think you have to do your research before you even come over to the UK. Yes, you might want to play for your Liverpools and your Everton's. Everton? I think... <laughs> Leeds. I think you need to bring it down a level. Uh, because when you come over, you need to get yourself noticed to get into the bigger clubs. Look a bit lower to uh, a lower division club where you can stand out and show what you're willing. And if you're good enough, you'll make it into the big clubs without a doubt. But to even step on a plane, first you need to make sure that you've got a proper visa. Uh, because one of the Australians that came, came over on a working visa and it should have been a sporting visa that they came over. But again, look at what aspect of what you actually want to do when you're in the UK because you can work and play mm. football in the UK so research your proper visa make sure that you bring with you a release a release letter from your club that you just played for in Australia great point because international clearance can take a long time and clubs won't hang around for two, three weeks waiting for things to come from Australia to the clubs. So the more things you can bring with you to help you get that club to sign without any 
hassles that the club have got to do because you've also got to look at the time difference. So, you know, that equates to a lot. So if you bring a release letter with you, that will help the club because then they can see that you are a free agent and they won't have to go through lots of hoops to get you to sign on. That's a good one. Also, make sure you bring plenty of warm clothes with you. <laughs> They'll learn that quickly. Because it works the same. When we come to Australia, the heat is it's hot. But when the Australians come to the UK, especially with our football season, which is August through to April, they really, really struggle with the cold. Mm. Um they really do. And if you don't bring the warm clothes with you, make sure you bring plenty of money so you can purchase them. Yeah. Um, and be prepared to come and stay a minimum of six weeks. It's no good coming for two weeks and hoping to get a trial for two weeks. You'll want to go to one or two clubs for a trial and it might be two weeks in one club and one club might want to keep you for the whole of the six weeks so don't just come for two weeks give yourself a minimum of six weeks it's probably best that they buy a one a, a one-way ticket yeah so just so you talk about visas um if i was a player from australia wanting to go there what visa would would you apply for like is i know you said sport and visa but is this how, how long does that last and stuff so if you come in with plenty of money, yeah. then you need to come on a, a sporting visa. But if you need to work to keep your finances going while you're in the UK, then you would have to come on a working visa. And then in the sporting world, then you would be classed as a, a visa player. Yeah. Although they, they're not uh, high on, on that in the UK, uh, if you want to play sport, again, it also goes with the type of insurance that you bring. Because uh, when you get to the UK, you can register within the NHS for a doctor and you can get the basic medical, uh, the same as you can in, in Australia when you first come to Australia. Um, so, yeah, you just need to look at which visa fits you best. Yeah and what your finances are going to be. Uh, I'm talking about finances. If you want to open an English bank account, which is one of the first things you, you should do to save on the exchange rates, is you also need to bring with you a utility bill that is no older than three months and your latest bank statement. Those are part of the ID that you need to open a bank account in the UK now because they're quite strict on opening bank accounts in the UK. Love that. Yeah. See, there's a lot more to it than just getting on a plane and going. There um, is. And I can tell you firsthand as a coach, uh, we have players at Joan one Football Training that constantly ask us if we can provide them with opportunities overseas in the UK whether that's Spain, England, whatever. Uh, we do have connections, a lot of connections. Tracy, you have thousands and thousands of connections. Um, but for us, Shane, as coaches, 
we just don't dive into sending any player overseas. And I think Tracy mentioned that uh, three players, you said? Yeah. Two of those players were nothing to do with us. No, no. One was to do with us? Yeah. Which one <laughs> made it? The one that came through Jonah one-on-one. All right. It, like we always say, it's, sometimes it's not about the player. It's like, especially it's, you have to be the right person for that as well. Personality, yeah. Totally. The, and you have to be dedicated. Attitude. Your attitude, attitude has to be top because you're coming over there and they don't know you. And mm. this is why I say don't always look at the big clubs, look at a league or a few leagues below and think I'm going to start there, I'm going to get myself noticed and you'll work your way up because that's exactly what happened to the last Jonah one of, that came over to the UK. Yeah, yeah we can mention the name. Her name's Monique Fisher. She's absolutely smashing it in the... Um, Women's English Premier League. But she never, ever gave up. Yeah. Every knockback she got, she said, I'll bounce back and I'll prove you wrong. But and that's exactly what she does. Again, that pers- the person that she is, yeah. that it suits yeah. that. Because like, I've said a lot of what she went through, just listening and obviously hearing what she went through, like, not a lot would have been... Not, it's people would jump back on the plane... Came back. No, a lot but, of but when everybody leaves Australia, Shane, they will all leave with the same dream. I want to play professional football, mm. and that was her dream. So it's a case of don't give up on your dream. It is out there. You can do it. It might just take you a bit longer than what you anticipated. Yeah, but that, that's why I think why you said six weeks is good because yeah. if you go for one week and things don't go well, then that's it. You're, yeah. Do you not mean you're back? on the plane so I think six weeks is good because at least it, it gives you a chance to go on different opportunities different clubs and one time you might smash it and you might, that might be a way in because again once you get off that plane not only have you got to acclimatise to the British weather but you'll have jet lag I see yeah you know you'll also be looking how am I going to get from the airport to where I'm going to stay Mm. You know, when you stay there, if you like to go to the gym, is there a gym close to where I'm stopping? Is there a supermarket close to where I'm stopping? How am I going to eat? You know, how yeah. do I do? There's a lot more to it than just jumping on a plane and coming over. Yeah, we just reiterating what Shane said. It's it's not just about being absolutely amazing at football. It's it's about having the character and personality to deal with the setbacks or someone telling you that you're not good enough. Um, and that's what happened to Monique. This is it. We, what we, I'm saying. we hooked her up a trial with Liverpool FC ladies, which is probably one of the top teams in the league. And I spoke to Monique and she said, you know, that they, they were they were very harsh with her in terms of giving her feedback. But I know Monique as a as a person and that that would have encouraged her, that would have given her the fire that she needed to prove them wrong and and that's exactly what she did but I knew she had that character and that personality to do that Um, but I think that's that's really really interesting uh, from my mother Tracy Jones Uh, even when I was playing actually in the UK we had a couple of Australians come over uh, play for the team that I was playing for 
and um, yeah, the same happened to them. They they were there for like maybe three six months. Yeah. And then in the end, they just couldn't. It, it wasn't wasn't for them. Mm. Um, and they they found themselves all all three of them and found the, themselves there's back in nothing, Australia. There's nothing wrong with that. If it's not for you, it's not for you. You know, again, don't feel disheartened and think, oh, I've got to go back home and everyone's going to mm. take the mickey out of me. I would say no, because you've done something that they didn't even have the courage to do. So go and try it, go and give it a go. And if it doesn't work, then yeah. that's not a problem. Come back home, start to play and pick up where you left off. But at least you've had a go. That takes a lot of courage. Totally agree. Massive, yeah. So the big thing you said, make sure if a player wants to go, the research is a massive thing. Yeah, without a doubt. And where you want to go, where you're going to stay, everything to do with that. And if you're aspiring to play for your Liverpools or your Chelsea's, that's brilliant. But I would say have a look at the lower leagues that's in and around Liverpool, that's in and around Chelsea, you know, north, south, mid of England, Wales. Mm. Do your research on them clubs. So, you know, because it, it'd be easier to get into a lower league club and work your way up than the opposite way around. Yeah, it'd be very hard getting into their top clubs anyway. Because the top clubs, believe it or not, have got scouts out and around Australia anyway. So, yeah, you know... Uh, that's very true I think um, I think we'll close it there Shane to be honest I want, we wanted to keep this one between 20 and 30 minutes keep it short and simple I, I really hope that you guys got something out of that and I hope that there is some players out there that are aspiring to play overseas and that we've just helped you a little bit with it, with, with some great advice from Tracy and um, from ourselves um, just to close up the podcast Shane we're going to Melbourne in 10 days. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone from Melbourne listens to this right now, it's your last chance to sign up. So head over to our website, sign up now for our elite training camp. And also, we're doing one-on-ones on the side. Also, this is really exclusive. And I think this is probably the first time we're announcing it on podcast officially. Uh, we are now, we've got the dates locked in. Going to America again, Shane. This time, I'm taking the whole team with me. Uh, myself, Shane O'Jules. And this time, we're going to LA, California. Can't wait. Stop that. Unbelievable. So, we're actually coming in April. I am right in the middle of putting all the details up on my website. Um, pitch has been booked. Data set in. It's happening. It's definitely happening, and I am confident it's going to be bigger than the last one, and the last one was huge. Reason being is I believe that there's a little bit more awareness for Jonah 101 around LA. Yeah. So this one's going to be cooking. <laughs> Absolutely buzzing. Please keep an eye out on our social media for that. That's probably going to be a huge event in 2019. April, America, Jonah 101. It's happening again. We cannot wait to come over to America. Shano's first trip. He's going to be buzzing. We can't wait. Probably going to get lost. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. So, keep an eye on our social channels. Tracy Jones, thank you so much for coming on the Journal One podcast. Thanks for inviting me. We, this podcast, we are predicting, are going to be huge in, May, in very soon this year. It's going to be a big year, Shane. Massive. So, hopefully, you might 
become a celeb overnight. Trace, don't know. Thanks for coming on, Tracy. Just, I just don't know. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. All right, guys. Make sure you listen to our previous podcast. If you haven't, smash the hell out of that subscribe button. Yeah. Leave a comment. Uh, rate our podcast. If you honestly want to say you can't understand Shane, that is fine. <laughs> Just make sure you rate our podcast five star if you can. And we'll see you again. <laughs> Tess is laughing. <laughs> we'll see you again. Hopefully Jules isn't in Bali this time. <laughs> see you on the next Any episode. Peace. Yes, guys, make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms at Jonah101 Football Training. And don't forget to tune in to next week's podcast. <laughs>